just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen 106 episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's episode for debate is Season 5, Episode 18, What Comes After the Blues. I'm Drew Barrymore, and you're listening to The Ravens Podcast with Simon and Dom. So hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast, where it is always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in as tonight's episode for debate is Season 5, Episode 18, What Comes After the Blues. Dom, we are here how are you, my friend? I am very well. Very well. Looking forward to digging deep into this episode. Um, yeah, great. How are you? I'm great. Yes, it's the finale. Season 5 finale. We're going to cross that threshold over to Season 6. But Dom, we are not alone. We are joined by a real day one supporter of the podcast and, like mega fandom of one tree hill fandom and just lovely person so supportive and we're so i'm so happy that we're getting this chance to to meet her you uh properly and spend some time and and talk jenna is here jenna welcome to the podcast how's it going i'm doing great how about you very well thank you very well dom Jenna's first person to comment every time with thoughts, giving her own ratings, judgments. Love it. She's here. You're here. What are we saying? Yeah. Welcome. It's great to have you on. And uh, it feels like we know you so well, but this is this is your first time uh, recording with us, which is really exciting. And yeah, look forward to hearing your thoughts on the season five finale, because you are literally, I don't even, I, I'm pretty sure my episode hasn't even downloaded on my phone and you've gone yeah listen to it done this is what i think and we're like wow (laughs) yeah i am up at like five in the morning but i usually do listen on monday when it's posted so (laughs) nice and i have to start by asking so famously in our ravens community discord all of those great things you are a person that listens to the podcast on double speed which is insanity to me but i want to know when you listen to this back and hear yourself back are you still going to listen at double speed i don't think i'll be able to i'm a pretty fast talker so it i don't think i'll be able to (laughs) excellent it would just be like one long beep noise yeah, I mean, I would sound like probably four times speed on double speed. So Excellent. I'm going to try to consciously slow myself down. So that's <laughs> what it is. You speak at double the speed so you can listen at double the speed where I probably think at half the speed of an average person <laughs> therefore have to speak at that levels. Uh, but I have to start this off with some bad news. Bad news. So I don't know, Jenna, have you listened to our most recent episode? Yes. 
Right. Oh, yes, of course you have, because you commented, yeah. So, Dom, I don't know if you know this. I think you probably already do from Instagram, but we haven't had a chance to talk about it. So there's all this... He's nodding. There's all this excitement, all this excitement about this One Tree Hill convention that's going to happen, you can already hear, past tense, was going to happen in (laughs) April in Manchester. Dom and I Zoomed with the organisers. Such lovely people, right, Dom? Oh, yeah. Very nice. Very lovely, very organised, really keen, big uh, fans of the show, uh, and they really wanted this to happen. And we really wanted to and want to support them with it. So we'd already created a partnership. They'd taken our logo. It was on their website. We're, you know, posting and promoting and all of these things and all of these plans. We're, you know some behind the scenes stuff you know i was chatting with barbara barbara's into it you know it was all connecting the dots and everything was happening and basically i don't want to be the guy i don't want to be the guy to say this and they wouldn't say this but hey i'm gonna say this the fans kind of let it down because they they put a poll out basically saying they they didn't think it was going to be possible to get one of the main five that they could probably get all the others but maybe not one of the main five and people basically were saying that they're not going to go if you can't get one of the main five now i get that you want to go you want the hillary's the chads the sophia's sure i get it but also we can't be that picky in the uk guys we have never had a convention here but also paul barbara kieran you know it's great they were trying to get Moira, like all kinds of things. But anyway, so they're not giving up. We're going to go again, just going to postpone. And, you know, we're going to collaborate with them in the launch and in trying to get that out to the fandom because it's also was going to be on Zoom and all the other stuff. And Dom and I were fully in. We were going to be hosting panels, doing stuff on, you know, online, podcasting there, all the rest of the stuff. So we're still so keen to do it. And uh, hopefully... We can help them from the beginning, not to say that our impact will be huge, but, you know, just many hands make light work. Um, So it's sad to say it's not going to be happening in April. However, we are determined that it will happen at some point. And Dom and I will very much be there supporting from the front lines. There you go. I'm surprised they would say they couldn't get any of the core five. I mean, they've done conventions in Paris and stuff like numerous times. Yeah, that. So it's not them. They're they're different people. I that's my mistake. I I made an assumption because they were French. I thought, oh, they're probably part of the French convention that they have in Paris, but they're not. To so these lovely people are are French, uh, living in the UK, but are not uh, not affiliated with that convention company. So uh, you know, and it's really it's really difficult. Um, but we're hoping they're going to come on the podcast at some point and so we'll talk with them and hopefully we can get a bit of momentum going with everyone uh and then you know go again try again because they've had people booked and people that you know all of the contacts are there i think it's just can you even imagine what kind of a mammoth task that is to try and organize a convention with you're dealing with people's agents and publicists and then you're you know booking flights accommodation like i don't think people get that these conventions are running maybe even to like a million kind of you know pounds dollars whatever even maybe even a bit beyond that like the it's a crazy commitment and to even break even i think is probably an achievement so 
you know, we've got to salute them for doing it and for trying, and we're fully behind them. So, yeah. yeah when they told us the fee, um, one of the the top, one of the main five got for one of the conventions um, in the states just for two days. Uh, we were sort of flabbergasted that they were even trying <laughs> because it just seems crazy. The amount of money that they ask for is is nuts. And I know a lot of that comes from uh, the agent as well. But yeah, uh, and the fact that they've been asking a lot of these people since last year and they're only just getting replies now as well. So it's it's crazy. But again, because the agent's not necessarily because of the individual that they're trying to get to the convention. It's because of the people that, you know, get in the way. So, you know, like Lee Norris's agent did to us when we asked him to come on the podcast and he just threw that in the bin. And we had a few things confirmed about that. Not me, maybe we won't air that publicly, but a few things confirmed that, well, at least has further convinced Dom that we think Lee never got our request. He we don't think it. it. We don't think he ever got it. We're still holding out for Lee. Jenna, we know you have strong opinions on Mouth as a character, right? Yeah. To say the least. <laughs> <laughs> but you've also been someone that's been to conventions before, right? So you're... No? I've never been to conventions. I went to Wilmington three times while this show was filming, but I've never been to a convention. Okay, crazy. So are you would would you be down to go to a convention if it was, you know, local to you or if you were able to? Possibly. It's hard having a six-year-old. <laughs> Um, because my husband's work schedule is not exactly flexible. Um, so, and we don't have any family around, like my in-laws live about an hour away, but they're only, they're like what we call snowbirds. They're here for like six months of the year. So we don't really have like help. Snowbirds, Um, I like that. Yeah. So it makes it a little difficult to do outings. Fair, fair fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. Well, maybe, you know, some of the Zoom stuff or, or whatever, or... Yeah. yeah but cool okay well let's let's talk about some of this episode um dom you have your your questions i do of course my all important season five questions i think these will change in season six we'll do something a Ooh, bit different I, seasonal I like. seasonal questions yeah i think i think we'll mix it up for season six whatever you know takes my fancy when we get there um but we all start off with the questions i'll give my answers my answers are usually related to the episode and then uh simon can go and then jenna you can go as well um so um if you had to start a band with anyone max two characters who would it be i picked deb uh what would the name of your band be i pick erotica of course <laughs> and if Peyton was to be your manager and organising your rider what one thing would you demand at each gig and I'd just put webcam and Wi-Fi so <laughs> there we go that's what we're going to have that's so Simon <laughs> Simon who's going to be in your band I'm going to have Dan nice Dan Scott and I'm going to have Reverend Carter <laughs> excellent <laughs> and what's your band name going to be Lonely Hearts. (laughs) I like it. I like it. And what's on the rider? Can you guess? (laughs) Spare Hearts? (laughs) Yeah, a couple of donor hearts. Yeah. Excellent. I like it. Two. They both deserve it, you know. They both deserve it. 
and Jenna, the all important three questions are coming your way now. So if you were going to be in a band with any of the characters uh, from the past or present, doesn't have to be anyone related to this episode, who's going to be in your band? I'm going to go episode related because series wide is just too hard. Um, I'm going to go Millie and Haley. Nice. And what would your band name be? Hit and Run. <laughs> Excellent. And uh, if Peyton was doing your rider, what what would be on it? Water balloons, because I got to hit all those people that piss me off. Excellent. Excellent. Love it. Great answers, guys. Perfect. There we go. Questions done. Last time. Last time. Season five. (laughs) Jenna, speaking of which, so you said this in uh, in the Discord, because you watch watch the watch-alongs and the after-parties back, Um, and we were talking... (laughs) <laughs> not always the whole after party i oh, okay. will say that good not always. when we're talking about bin schedules and taking the bins out i'm sure it's probably <laughs> time to click off and go back to life um but you put in your order of how you'd rate the seasons from one to five you know in terms of your favorite to least can you just remind us of that i think i did the finales Oh, you did the finales. Um, well, I will yeah, forget. I well, let's do, do. Can we do both? Yeah, your favorite finales from one to five, and your favorite seasons from one to five. And Dom, you will be next, so please get thinking. Okay, seasons or sorry, season finales two, three, one, two, three, five, one, four. The only reason I wait, rate one so low is because I like the episode, but the time jump things there are extremely confusing. Even I've seen the episode at least 10 times and still I can't figure out the order of some of that stuff. <laughs> so I think that's why I rate that one a little bit lower. Um, seasons 3, 1, 2, 5, 4. Yeah, which is crazy because like, the general consensus is 4 is four and 3 are usually people's favorites. So yeah. is there a particular reason you don't enjoy season 4? I... I... I the... The best way I think I can pinpoint it is I think like seasons one through three are like semi-realistic teen drama. When you get to four, it pivots like so hard into the soapy, like unrealistic, could never happen. And it's like such a hard pivot that it like drives me nuts. At least, um, at least you're I, using I basketball can't... terminology. You're connecting it to the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like Brooke is so unlikable the whole season. Um, I don't, a lot of the storylines rub me the wrong way. Like the, the Nick stuff, of course, Rachel drives me crazy. Um, so I think it's just the combination of all that, that just makes for just not very enjoyable for me. Fair enough. And Dom, what about your, the finales? Just as, just as a reminder, so the season one finale was the reveal that, Naily have got married. Season two was Dan in the fire for all that you've done. Season three was limo was, in the water, wasn't it? Limo in the water, and was four. What was four? Oh, four was the obviously the graduation. Just before, yeah, just before party. the t- the time jump, the horrible Spice Girls routine. Oh, um, yes. <laughs> and then five is what we've just seen, which we're going to talk about. But I guess you'd put it down to Dan being run down and uh lucas is do you want to get married tonight (laughs) so what how would you how would you rank them i think mine 
is, I think, similar to Jenna's. I, I think it's three. Wait, hold on. Three, two, maybe five, one, four. And that way round. Because I think with Jenna was yours. Three, two, one, two, four. three. Two, three. Oh, two, I like three, three a lot. Um, I think what affects my rating with three is that they, they actually showed the car going over the bridge in the promo. Uh-huh. So, like, you already kind of knew the cliffhanger going into the episode. So, it, like, doesn't pack as big of a punch when you, like, know what's going to happen. I think that's – I love the episode, but I think that's why for me. I guess me watching it nowadays, it, it that didn't have an impact. So, yeah. I, yeah. I think, yeah, I think for me, three, two, five, one, four so far and what about yours simon because i think yours is is yours one do you start with one no not for the well for the <laughs> finales i think the season two finale is the best like it's the music that goes with it and uh like i i have that song on my on my apple music and when i if i'm listening to it and if i'm like driving that bit when it like ramps up like i want to crash my car like it's just oh. like i was like i need some chaos like something <laughs> needs to happen i mean obviously i wouldn't but it's um yeah it's just it's so i love that uh Me that too. scene yeah so i'd say i would go two two three one five four i think yeah well what and, we can and, do is when you move house we'll we'll play that song and we'll burn the old house down the house the old now. House. yeah 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 because the the yeah 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 once the once the check's cleared once the yeah. money is gone and come <laughs> <Money's> through <it. laughs> yeah. and we'll just say we left you a present nothing there's nothing yeah. there <laughs> just ash <laughs> It's probably some sort of violation, actually. You're going to get a ticket if you don't clear up this mess. So <laughs> build something. Yeah. Good. Okay. What about the seasons, though, Dom? As just full seasons, what's your favorites? One to I, five. I think probably a similar ordering. Three is probably my favorite so far. Two is good. Uh, then one. So I think three, two, one. Two. Five, two four. above one. Two above one. Oh no, two is the one where I just despised Felix. Yeah. And Haley went away. Maybe three one two. No, three one let's go three one five two four. Three one three one five two four. So you put four at the end as well. Yeah. Do you even know what you're talking about? No. <laughs> Do you remember which seasons are which? What, well, obviously the first season and season five, I remember. Season three is um, people getting shot. Season four is yes. figuring out who got shot. Yes. For pretty much all of it. Uh, there's a lot of boringness in season four. Yeah, there's there's a lot of not great stuff in there, though, isn't there? Brooke was a, a lot of for pretty much all of it. Yeah. Um. I'm I'm sticking with what I said. <laughs> so wait, so what did you say? Three, three, one, five, two. two. Oh, three, uh, one, five. Yeah, three, one, five, two, four, two, four. Okay, so five has been all right then. Five's your average season at the moment. It's yeah, it's it's average. It's in the middle of my selections, isn't it? So mm, still average. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. I, I would go one. Of course. I'll go one, 
three, four, two, five. Yeah, I think. I, I think previously I would have thought five would have been a bit higher, but it's been different. I would have. I way. would have said so too. Yeah, this rewatch really uh, <laughs> sunk sunk season five from me. <laughs> and do you, wait, but Jenna, do you think that's to do with like our age, like collectively that? you know all three of us are adults and you know older and so it's feels a little bit more unrealistic in like the levels of their success and those kind of things yeah and they're just like the problematic stuff too and the lucas and peyton stuff drives me up a freaking wall (laughs) (sighs) yeah there's only so much hunger she can have, you know. I'm hungry. Like this all brought the whole show down. Well, should we? Let's, let's talk about this episode. So, finale, big one, of course. Jenna, as our guest, who, where, who would you like to talk about first? Hmm. Um. Let's start. Let's get. Let's get Brooke out of the way. Brooke. Well. Dom, Brooke, tell us a bit about Brooke. Well, Brooke, 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 (laughs) where do we start? She has a child that doesn't belong to her and she does not want to give her back. Um, It starts off pretty much with her whiteboard, doesn't it? And she's crossing off the days until, I want to say, Angie. Angie? Yes. Angie, days until Angie um, goes home. So she's kind of marking off the days, but she gets a phone call and is told that basically there's an early flight. There's a flight going today. We can chuck the the two women on that dropped the kid off and left her with you. They're willing to go back and take the kid back at the same time. They're they're going to pick up another kid, so they might as well drop Angie off on the way. Makes sense, doesn't it? Logistically, it's going to make sense, Brooke. Just, yeah. Yeah, two for one kind of deal for them. So, yeah, Yeah, it just makes it easy. Um and Brooke is devastated by this, but she's just had the surgery. How could she possibly fly? She even takes Angie to the hospital to see Dr. Copeland. He's in it um, for like the shortest amount of time as their relationship grows. I'm almost certain they get married in season six. Um, and <laughs> he says, oh, she's fine. You know, she's better now. You know, you kind of knew what you signed up for. So, you know, she's got to go, but you've done a marvelous thing, a wonderful thing and all of that and tells her how brilliant she is. And, she spends the rest of the episode whispering and sitting in airports and dropping off the kid. And then Lucas comes to talk to her and says, I like you vulnerable. And that was a really, I found it really weird moment, but that's kind of it for Brooke. I think that's it. She just sort of says, I don't want to show you my vulnerabilities and I don't want you to see me that way. And he's like, I always see you that way. And it's just like, all right, squinty eyes go away. But I think he's meaning that in a way of, he can always see through the facade like as in not to say that brooke puts up a facade but we all put up a facade to some degree right of what and then what's actually happening behind the, the curtain and i think he's more saying like i see you i can see you in in a, in a supportive way mm. but jenna you put some pictures up in our discord um, mm-hmm. Of when you were in wilmington and there are actual pictures from when they were filming the finale right so you had pictures of yeah. uh you know peyton's uh artwork on the on the river court and all of that stuff so can you tell us mm-hmm. a bit about that because that's awesome yeah so james used to do a charity basketball game like 
during the week of the finale, like filming the finale every year. Um, so we, my fr- two friends and I drove from Massachusetts. It was like a 12 and a half hour car drive. Um, and we spent like two days there. We got to like see the sites one day. And then the next day they were filming the um, Nathan and Haley jump in the pool with Jamie scene. So we hung outside while they filmed that. And then we went to the airport that night and watched um, Brooke give the baby away and Lucas come to see her. So that's so cool. So it's a bit, can you tell us a bit about that? So like when you say like you go to the airport, like how did you know that they were filming there? Did people, were they saying like, hey, if you want to come watch we're going to be here later or was it just like the fans kind of knew like how did you know fans on the message boards always knew so i think there was there would be like signs on the street for when certain areas were going to be used because they'd have to like block it off from the cars and then i think there'd be like announcements in the newspapers or something about areas that would be like closed off so fans were like rabid and would find all of this out so everyone knew that if you were going to wilmington you go on the message boards you find out where they're going to be filming on what days you go wait and see who will come out and say hi um so we found out before we left that we knew they were going to be at nathan and Haley's house and this was like pre-google maps so we're like have like maps in our hands like Mm -hmm. maneuvering our way around the entire town for two days um and then we found out they were going to the airport and we waited there for like probably three hours watching wow yeah and chad and sophia were really good about it like we could see it was was, you could not tell that they don't like each other watching them film like they were very professional you could see them like collaborating on scenes together like talking get like pretty much getting along it was very good to see um and then every time they weren't filming they basically came over and greeted fans that's great. So they'd just come over yeah. and just sign autographs and take pictures. Yep. That's really cool, right? Because they don't need yeah. to do that. I mean, it's great to do that because, I mean, this is the fans are the reason that this exists, right? Um, but, yeah. you know, I'm sure not everybody does that. And as you would have heard, I'm sure, like when Dom and I met him for that brief moment, well, we, being in the queue, we could tell that he was really gracious and like really giving people a lot of time and good experiences. So that's mm-hmm. really, yeah, that's really cool to hear that it wasn't just like, yeah. like he is doing that even if he's not being paid at a convention, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. James and Joy never came out. Um, but yeah, <laughs> People have said some things. People have said some things about about Joy being a bit of a killjoy, dare I say, uh, at conventions. Not that I've got no experience, but I've heard people, people have told us before. Have they told us? Maybe they've just said on Discord or whatever that there's been times where she's not, she doesn't seem particularly happy to be like doing the pictures and signing the autographs and stuff. There was always rumors back then that she had some bad experiences with fans, like stalker-ish type experiences so i think that might have kind of cut her off from that like she i I, that's not my assumption well and that's fair enough i mean that's going to color all of that differently isn't it and i guess it's just it's everyone it's you know some people like well i'm here to be an actor i don't i'm not necessarily interested in fame and fans and whatever i enjoy the craft or you know who knows you can catch people on a bad day it's uh yeah yeah but that's super enjoying cool. the craft thing though that definitely sounds like her <laughs> <laughs> right yeah take well and she's she's really good 
She is a really good yeah, actress. Yeah, she is. So, can't hate. Yeah. Can't hate. Oh, I'm so jealous, though. But you know what's funny, right? So, you saw The River Court, and <laughs> Dom, I have a piece. So, basically, if I can break you off a little bit, Dom, we're all forever connected. Cause Jenna I have a piece, saw... too. Okay, where did you get your piece from? Tell us about it. Let's talk about River Court pieces. <laughs> One of the friends I made who lived in Wilmington, like I, that I met through, must have been Twitter. Um, she was still living there when they were breaking it apart. So she posted on Twitter and was like, "Hey guys, they're breaking it apart. Does anyone want a piece?" And I was like, "Yes, please." So she went over and got me a piece and sent it in the mail. Dope. That's awesome. So how yeah. how big is it? And what do you do with it? Uh, like how is it displayed? It's like this big. Oh, it's in my closet. Like what am I gonna do with it? But it's I got it. <laughs> that's, my that's husband a... would no way let me display that plus my that's just asking for my daughter to like be like what's this and drop it on the tile <laughs> but that's a that's a big piece you can make some yeah, money off of big. that you can break that off you could you're it's sitting a... you're sitting on some money there jenna yeah it's an odd shape though i mean it's not cut like those nice square pieces that they sent out to the press it's like this you could tell like they banged it with a mallet or something and it's like this weird shaped hunk it's gonna sound really weird but will you take pictures of it and send it to me at some point just because i want to match it and ensure to be sure like i've spent time checking like on google like other people's pieces dom what's wrong <laughs> just talking about a bit of concrete it's just crazy <laughs> i feel like i have sent you a picture before okay but what? scrolling back in my it would probably take too long because I text you about too many, or I message you about too many TV shows. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, Apple TV. So, Dom, you need to get on the Apple TV hype. There's some really good stuff on there, man. Je- Jenna messaged me earlier today to say exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you see? Um, uh, da, 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 da. No, no. I, I uh, Taron Egerton was up for a Golden Globe for Blackbird, but he didn't win. But Oh. So, right, Jenna Blackbird, so good, right? Yeah. Dom, you'd love it. Oh it's, my gosh. it's a show for you. You'd really enjoy it. I'll give it a go. Because you're a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get it. That when you one see it. scene that I messaged you about, and he doesn't even barely speak in it, but like that's what should have won him. I, I don't know who beat him because I didn't look up the winners, but oh my gosh. I think I'm ready to watch it again. Like it was that good. Um, it'd be. <laughs> Anyway, different topic. But yes, very cool that you were there. I'm very jealous. Please send me pictures. I want to match. I want to make sure that I wasn't done. But um, okay, so sorry. So Brooke, so what what do you think, Jenna, of, of Brooke in this episode um, and her whole arc? How do you feel about it? This arc is partly why I'm disliking season five this time around. It's just boring to me and so unrealistic because she's never seemed like extremely motherly so it just kind of came out of the blue it was so random and she's like 22 like you don't need to be motherly you're cool like as in like for some people sure like it it happens and and they want to have a family young or whatever but most people at 22 (laughs) i mean sometimes i also look at um again this is just guess against myself at 22 but they all dress so smart 
like wearing shirts and things i think at 22 i was probably still in bed until 11 in the morning like, <laughs> so, like i can't believe it i can't be- i don't dress that well now i'm 35 like me neither <laughs> I, no. I i can't get over the fact that she was just handed this child ever i don't think i'll ever get over that but <laughs> i i'm the odd one out on this podcast today because i don't have a kid i know that both of you do obviously um, but I wouldn't trust her to babysit, let alone have a child for a, a time that needed some like pretty urgent surgery. Her biggest concern was getting a purple monkey, like that <laughs> crib, like nothing, a purple monkey. That's it. That's so true. <laughs> and beach and day. She can't even have a stuffed animal in her crib anyway. It's SIDS. Like... <laughs> Do, what does she does she call her a funny bunny or something like that did you hear what i called you was it yeah. a funny, uh, oh, funny... Got a funny bunny oh god that was funny. Says, and then she says did you hear what mama called oh you know and yeah. catches oh. herself um that is kind of a sad moment but it's just yeah. this is a this is a character arc for someone that was unable to have to have children or something happened or they're getting they're like getting a bit older and they they miss that part of their life you know for someone in going into their 40s maybe or something and they were so dedicated to work that they they just didn't make time for that and now they're doing this you know and it would make sense uh yeah and, you, and it and it would have more meaning as a watcher like you would feel more for her because that connection's there but this is sort of like i don't it's almost like it's a school project you know when like you'd get like the baby dolls and I mean, this happened in, like, Saved by the Bell, I think. But, you know, they get, yes. like, the baby... You've got to look after the baby dolls for a week or whatever. It's kind of like that. And then throw in, like, what I'm sure would be described as a dreamy-looking doctor. <laughs> right. I could see the storyline happening if they had some explanation about, like, her upbringing and how absent her parents were and how she wants to be a mother who's more present and do that for a child. I could see that, but they didn't touch upon that at all. Yeah. No. Yeah. Not like, but like it was only touched upon slightly in the interview for adoption. That was kind of it, but that was all like reflections from her mother yeah. saying she's not going to be fit from this, that and the other. It was mostly like, Oh, we've, we've talked to your mum about you and this is what she's had to say, which would just be absolute nonsense as well. Um, but what I'm what I'm most interested in about the future of this storyline is if we ever have contact with Angie again. Is she going to appear two seasons in, you know, and she's a, a toddler or something like that, and she's going to, you know, pop up and it'll be like a nice visit or Brooke gets to go and visit and Brooke, like, let's say, Sophia Bush had another project at the time. She gets to disappear for a little while and she they make up a storyline that she's gone to visit Angie and then she comes back. You know, I, I hope that there's a a slight continuation of Angie's storyline that they, they maintain that contact because I, the, the connection that she's built with this child in a very short space of time, if they suddenly just went, oh, she's gone and then she's a bit mopey for season six because the baby's gone, but there's nothing beyond that, I think that would be a bit ridiculous. So this is my, yeah. this is my promise. This is the promise I'm going to make now. And someone will have to remind me, and I know there's people out there that will, I will write. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, definitely you, Jenna. Yeah. yeah, I will write an episode of One Tree Hill for season ten, and that's like inverted quotes that contains Angie's return. 
Excellent. And it, it may be a time jump if Angie doesn't reappear throughout, like up to the end of season nine, basically. If there's no Angie return or the storyline just kind of fizzles out and fades away, I will write an Angie return story. How much depth are you, will this script have <laughs> if, if, if it comes to fruition? Like, as in, are you doing everything, like, line for line? Because then we, we're, like um, I said, with Dropbox, we could get people to, we could act it out as, like, an audio book of your, <laughs> of your screenplay. Yeah, why not? I'll do that. And I'll, I'll, I'll like, it'll be, like, fan fiction, won't it? Perfect. So you might as well just <laughs> just write it anyway, and just see. Well, no, like, because you got, got need a while. to see. What, yeah, but I need to see where if if she does like reappear. If she reappears and she's like a toddler, because um, I I would want to write it as a time jump. She comes back as a like a late teens kind of thing, or you know she's kind of like Brooks age now. <laughs> oh, why are you in the states? Oh, I'm coming to adopt a kid. Um, you know that sort yeah. of thing. But <laughs> But I, I'll write a, a serious episode of Angie's Return if she if she doesn't reappear. Excellent. Well, that's everyone. Remember, and we'll <laughs> see what happens with that. But what uh, what I just remembered that we need to jump back to is the opening of this oh, episode. Yes, of course. <laughs> where we have young young Jamie sat at a piano, singing with with Gavin Gavin. DeGraw. Do you know what it <laughs> reminded me of? Yeah, what? No, it, what? It, remi- <laughs> it reminded me of hearing the song for the first time, because the first time I heard the, the Gavin DeGraw song was watching the show. So it, <laughs> watching Jamie sing the song was like me trying to understand what the lyrics were. So <laughs> I don't want to be... I'm just trying to work it out. Um, but I um, hated it. <laughs> just put well, it you, hate. you you hate it because it's I assuming because uh, forcing chi- forcing children to sing maybe when maybe he didn't want to but also uh, it's like breaking the fourth wall and then it's not explained it's not like Gavin DeGraw is later in the episode and oh. he somehow met Jamie and then it's like let me show you how to play the piano and here's this there's nothing it's like a complete no. capsule that relates to nothing else this this is exactly what I was going to ask. Is he part of Peyton's record company somehow? Is he connected in a way? Because that that would have been a good connection. That would have been something to build in. That would have made sense. Yeah. That would have that would have had some sort of meaning, and it didn't. I was like, why the why is he here? We haven't had his song in the last two seasons, uh, like in the opening so credits. Random. Why the hell is he here? I, I couldn't figure it out at all. Nightmare. I think someone. Was... I liked it back then, but this time, ugh, cringe. I think someone was just like, Gavin, you're right. Yeah, I'm really sorry that we haven't been paying you your checks, residuals. Do you want a day's work? Day's work. Come on. Yeah, we'll get get lunch after. We'll get lunch after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just come in. Like, did he get paid for that? Or did he? Like, he must have got paid. And they probably had to pay to fly him in there, too. (laughs) It would have been one of those perfect moments where, you know, when you're on the phone to someone, like, probably not so much like smartphones, but. Old, older phones when you could cover the like the receiver and be yeah. like so like oh hi Gavin so they're on the phone hi Gavin how's it going do you want to like sorry that your song hasn't been played for the last two seasons of the show <laughs> but what would really love is you to be on the finale episode yeah so you're going to come on cover the receiver he has no idea he's going to be singing with a with, with a <laughs> five-year-old kid 
he's gonna fucking hate it but we're gonna make him do it anyway <laughs> yeah yeah it's gonna be great yeah so you're gonna be on you're gonna be on with one of the main characters from the season and you're gonna sit down you're gonna sing the song with him he thinks it's Haley. it's definitely not gonna be Haley. we're gonna make it jamie he's gonna fucking hate it but let's make him do it anyway yeah yeah we'll pay you the usual amount and then that's how the conversation pretty much went <laughs> It is. I, I, what I w- yes, I can, I like that. I'm sure it did go exactly like that. I the I, what I will say for it is he has a good singing voice. Like as in when he sings and goes into it and sort of opens up his range. And as a vocalist myself, you know, I real recognise real. I could see you know what he's doing there. And uh, I learned that from the Germans when I trained with them, Dom. But the um, it's just he sounded exactly like the song. And obviously he yeah. was actually singing it. So he he has a very large mouth, literally, but he knows how to use it. So He sounds exactly the same live. Oh, really? That's, that's and he's it. really energetic. Yeah, he's great. And he performed it. He performed that one. Now, is that is that his biggest song or is it just to us because we're in the fandom? Um, I think probably that one or... Um, Soldier is another one of his big ones and there's another one off the album that Soldier's on that was really big too that's probably those three is is I Don't Want to Be like his encore song it actually wasn't the night I saw him Um, it was probably like near the end but not the encore Mm. interesting I was expecting it to be I was actually surprised when he sang it earlier yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, who else? Where do you, who else do you want to talk about, Jenna? Let's talk skills. Skills? I don't skills? think he's in this episode, is he? Was he, he in didn't, this episode? Didn't we see skills? Well, we saw... Oh, maybe we only saw him in Dev Hookup, like, real quick. Was that all we got? Was that I, every... I don't even think we saw him at all, did that we? It? We just see Deb. Yeah, we saw them. Didn't we see her sneaking out? Of his apartment. Was that all we saw? We saw her sneaking out and doing the walk of shame, I think, in a very lovely dress, I have to know. A very, <laughs> yeah. like, summertime. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um... Yep, so that was all we saw. For some reason, I was thinking of their storyline from the last episode. Um, let's do Nathan and Haley, I guess. Haley. Well, I mean, <laughs> Dom, just the worst parents alive. Well, no, that's an overstatement because there actually are some pretty awful parents. They're not the worst parents <laughs> alive, but they just don't like their son. Jenna, how do you feel about this line of questioning? Like when we're obviously joking about this, but do you, where do you sit on that? Do you think they are a little bit absentee parents? Yeah, especially when I think of how involved I am. I'm like, I couldn't even imagine like, I, I will feel guilty. I'm going out to dinner with um, some of my teaching friends on Saturday, and I don't even know the last time I went out with friends, and I still kind of feel guilty about it. J- Jenna, I'm so glad that you said teaching <laughs> friends, because uh, I didn't want to, you know, give away your occupation if you didn't want us to. But, Jenna, you're a teacher, right? A- have you got time to record an album at the end of your day? <laughs> no. Okay. Have you got time in the middle of your day to go and record an album? No. Do you, do you have, have any time <laughs> to hey, record no. an album? Do you have time to leave school and go for lunch in a restaurant <laughs> with a friend? I I don't understand. Clearly, Mark Schwann has never met a teacher. <laughs> oh, he's never gone to school. No. <laughs> it is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. I've got a few friends that are, are teachers or have been teachers. Um, 
and life does not work that way for them. <laughs> you don't have a life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, especially, and you've got, you know, a, a little one as well. So it's like teaching all day, home, basically teaching again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy. I don't understand. Haley is the most absentee m- mother in the show, I'll say. I won't say in the world, but in the show, definitely. And um, Nathan tries to be a good dad, I think. He, you yeah. know, helping him with the, the going in the pool and figuring out his fears. Mm-hmm. But actually... Involving it. He involves him in his workouts. Exactly, yeah, and takes him to the gym and stuff like that. But Jamie is actually like a master of psychology and just, <laughs> just goes, hey, you know, I, I am scared to go in the pool because he recognises that his dad is scared to try and, and, you know, do a certain things on the court. And, you know, he's done the same with Brooke before and uh, I actually think Jamie is parenting them more than the other way around. Yeah, and that will that will be a uh, factor of Jamie that will really annoy you yeah. in the future. <laughs> I I will say, and maybe it's just because we're watching it this slowly, um, like as in I'm not at Dom's level of binging, but when I'm, you know, watched One Tree Hill previously, it's just like one after another after another. But I will say that on this watch, I haven't found Jamie annoying yet. Like I haven't found I- him annoying. I never found him annoying in season five, and I don't think I did in season six either. But season by season seven, I was r- really irritated by him. And then by the end, I was like, just go, get off my screen. <laughs> well, okay. There's something to look forward to, Tom. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I can't as, wait. <laughs> as it stands, he hasn't annoyed me. And I've actually, I actually feel like, like, there's some acting chops on this kid. Like, it's, he's yeah. really good. Um, yeah, uh, like I, he's, they're using him in the right doses at the moment. I think it's not, they're not, he's not being overused. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the problem later is that he very much gets overused. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm remembering some things now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, like this, this story, like Haley feels kind of just disjointed from their, their storyline a little bit because she's very much, although she's like, everything I'm doing in my life is for them. Um, it feels like Nathan and Jamie have the, the kind of bond and the connection and they're helping each other through things. Although Haley does jump in the pool with them as well. She kind of sits to one side and it's Nathan that's launching him, you know, kind of typical dad kind of stuff. But, but I kind of feel like Haley's so distant. Haley's kind of figuring out what Lucas is doing and is concerned about Peyton and trying to push them together. And she goes and cuts Lucas's hair because it's like, it's more important that I'm with my best friend right now because, you know, my son is fine. He's over there, you know, getting over his fear of water with his dad. Okay, I don't need to worry about that, you know. And, and he's helping his dad through some stuff. And I don't need to worry about that either. And it just kind of feels like she's a little bit to one side in this sort of relationship of three. Haley is like very much a prop in everybody else's storylines, like quite frequently. Like out of the main five, I would say that's definitely for her a lot of the time. It's just she's there to aid everybody else's story and mm. not really getting her. That's that's very true. That um, yeah, she uh, especially in like Lucas's story, she's there just to sort of prop him up. The same with uh, Peyton and you know all the water balloons and everything so yeah definitely should we we talk a bit about about nathan and q on the basketball court because that was some of my favorite that was some of my favorite parts of the episode and dom i I know you don't you're not a massive q fan or a massive fan of 
Oh, I've forgotten the actor's name. Is it Ro- Robbie Jones? Robbie something. Robbie Jones. Robbie Jones. Yeah. Um, but I, I loved that scene when he was like shouting at him. When I, I love both of it. The parts where he's saying like, you know, what have you got, Nathan? What have you got? The, you know, the the fadeaway is weak. It's weak. You know, sort of because you know what he's doing. He's like pushing him up to try and make him do what he ultimately does do, which is to dare I say give a shit and just go for it you know and uh and the line where he says it's easier to just have it taken away you know where it's easier that than to try and uh I just really felt it in that and look at the result that that he got you know I I thought that scene was great I thought it was great too and I the whole fade away is weak thing kind of gives it a call back to season one because that's what Nathan said to Lucas Mm -hmm. yeah Exactly. The, yeah. This is definitely a turning point for Q and the and the actor for me this episode. Yeah. The, oh, this the, this is where it's it's made it he's made a a positive turn and I I liked Q in this episode and I thought he was important. He's actually like integral to to kind of Nathan's story and really is supportive of him. You know, he I, I guess he's kind of paying it back because he's he's had that support, you know. They figured things out for him with his broken wrist or whatever, which probably wouldn't ever be allowed. But, you know, he's carried on playing and he's playing in the whatever position he's playing. Um, But he's become, you know, vital and pivotal to the team. And a lot of that is through Nathan's continuous kind of, you know, support and pushing him to to do that and and to play and, and to kind of do the right things. And he's trying to he's trying to pay it back. And I think we we see that you know, mostly in this episode. And it's it's great. I, re- I actually really liked him in this episode. Me too. Excellent. Dom's in. Dom's been convinced he's in <laughs> to Q. So, good. Well, I guess we should probably move in to get Jenna's judgments, right? Before Jenna, we need to move in to get your judgments so that we can take them into the final battle at the end of okay. this episode. Uh, it's sad because we could... Well, you know, we can talk for hours about these things. Um, <laughs> well, we will have to continue with uh, with our second Raven uh, over the bits we haven't covered. But hopefully, you can cover any bits that you you know really wanted to talk about in your judgments. So, firstly, do you agree that the judgment questions are always asked in the same order? They yes, were- because I always type them in the exact same order as I'm watching the episode, except for last week, of course. No, I stuttered. I st- I stuttered. I'm human, Dom. I am human. <laughs> sure. Was... I'm Team Simon on this one. Yeah. I'm not often Team Simon, but I am Team Simon. You on didn't this have one. to say that. You didn't have to say that, did you? It's could have could have left it there. I, I do love it when people come on and say that sort of thing. Just like, yeah, I'm not normally Team Simon, but I, yeah, okay, I'll be on your side for for this one thing. <laughs> yeah. Great. I'm so glad that you enjoy that. Um, <laughs> So, Jenna, who is your favorite performer of this episode? I would say Hillary. Uh, tell us a bit why, because we didn't really speak. You didn't get to speak about her. Um, it's about the dream where she says that it's my dream scene is just she she can play the emotional scenes without it feeling like overacting like so well. Um, I just yeah, I think that scene is what does it for me. She's just so good and just the water balloon scenes she's she's just great 
Excellent. And what about nice. your favourite character? Quentin. Yes. Great choice. <laughs> that scene with Nathan and Nathan is just so good. We didn't get to talk about Mouth, but I've got to assume you enjoyed Mouth in this episode. This is a Mouth highlight, oh, yeah. surely. Yeah, definitely. I, and Millie is just an awesome addition. Um, <laughs> Millie's saying, oh, this is Mouth. He's the better sports guy. <laughs> it's great. But yeah, him saving the day. And that's a, yeah, it's a really good Mouth storyline in this one. And what about your favorite background performer? One Reverend Carter. <laughs> Has to be Reverend Carter. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Good choice. Um, and your favorite line? Um, you see, you see any hot hot psycho nannies out there? You come running back in. <laughs> Great yeah. line. Great line. <laughs> Jamie just going not funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good callback. So <laughs> and your favorite song? Feel this joy. Um, I w- it, that's actually a cover of her husband's band's song. Ooh. Um, well, his ex band. Um. But it's, I will say it's kind of like a cover, but also kind of like not a cover. Like the chorus is the same, but the verses are different. And hers is way better. <laughs> nice. She did it. She did it better. Yeah. <laughs> and then last but not least is the precious. Precious. Rating. Did you have a number in mind before we started this conversation? I did. Did it increase, decrease, or stay the same? It stayed the same. All right, Dom, uh, we haven't done this before. Ooh. Put your hands where I can't see them. Where already I cannot see them. They're already <laughs> I already cannot see them. But I sit with do... my hands like this. Yeah, I was going to say, show us evidence you have hands. There they are. Okay, put your hands where we can't see them. Dom and I, on our fingers, are going to put our guesses for what we think you are going to to okay. say as your rating and then we'll show you on free so then you're not doing it alone so that we're all doing something um okay. and then we'll see so ready one two three go eight Ooh. so jenna went with an eight dom and i both guessed seven on the fingers we also did the same fingers we did five on the right hand the thumb and the index on the left be a bit weird doing that wouldn't it <laughs> well next time be more creative don't just try and think like me i know that's what you thought you thought simon's gonna go five and two i want to do that because he's so cool team simon so jenna you went with an eight tell us tell us why i was actually close to saying seven that was why i kind of hesitated when i was like about to say the decreasing stay the same um I, it's overall a really enjoyable episode the only thing that really well, the Brooks stuff kind of brings it down. Um, and I've said before, I feel like the the Leighton stuff just feels, like, forced to me. Um, like, I know, like, the whole, like, hidden feelings type of thing, but it's just he says Lindsay, like, over and over and over again. And people, like, Haley saying, Lucas, just show us your heart. If if it's Lindsay, great. If it's Peyton, great. If it's Brooke, great. Like, he said it's Lindsay 800 effing times. <laughs> like, uh, um, I don't know. I've, it's funny because I really rooted for Leighton when it was airing and on this rewatch I'm just kind of like eh, about them I don't know <laughs> just Fair. done with them yeah I'm just done with their drama I don't know 
Okay, and then how rigid are you to an eight? Let's say if everyone was pushing for a nine, would you go up to a nine? Uh, no, I would definitely. I would go to a seven though for sure. I'm not like solid on my eight at all. Um, would you go down to a six? Yeah, sure. I'm not gonna oh argue. My, my gosh, would you go down to a five? I need to know where the no. cutoff point is, Jenna. No. Five. Okay, so six would be the lowest, but yeah. you're up here at an eight. Okay, good. I think we've got we've got your gauge. What's your problem, Dom? <laughs> Nothing. Problem? No, just just you kind of getting that in your head and figuring that out. It's quite entertaining. How much later? <laughs> it's important because I I feel like I have to be Jenna's voice in in the ratings as the professional here. Um, Dom, man, child with a grain of salt. We all know that. We've read the review. Actually, it was me. I was the man. no. We were. No, 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 it was me. I was singled as the man-child. You're not as rude as me. I'm the rude one. Um, <laughs> but it's okay. That review obviously didn't affect me. <laughs> oh, clearly. It's not You're handling it very well. <laughs> yeah, we ignore all of the hundreds of positive ones and maybe just focus on that one negative one, but that's fine. That's like all celebrities on Twitter, though. They all retweet the people who say negative things, so then everyone else attacks those negative people and never responds to the positive things. If only, if only we had a name to it, we could... No, we wouldn't attack anyone, but... Uh, well, to go from a negative to a positive, it was lovely to meet you, you know, properly or, you know, through Zoom, you know, not just over messages. Thank you so much for your input, for your support. And, uh, yeah, you'll have to listen back on your double speed to find out uh, when it comes out what the final rating will be. But, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining. Again, great great to just to kind of replicate what Simon said great to to meet you have you on have your thoughts and insights as well and I look forward to to more messages in the in the discord uh and yeah seeing what little uh nuggets of information we get from you because you are just an absolute font of normal knowledge when it comes to One Tree Hill so yeah thank you so much yeah. and your support is amazing so thank you thanks thanks guys well cool. we'll see you soon thanks Jenna and have thanks. a great day I- Bye. You too. Bye. Bye. Well. Good timing. Yeah. <laughs> well, with that, we go from from one raven straight in to the next raven, and we are joined back. Katie, you're back. How's it going? I am good. How are you? Very good. It feels like we haven't spoken to you in ages. I know. I was just thinking. I'm like. I'm like the the fun aunt that shows up at the holiday parties, and that's it. <laughs> Alicia, there for the important moments. That's the, that's the main thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, how are you guys? We're good. We're conscious that we need to ensure that you're being safe right now. If we we can't, don't. Oh my God! Did you run over Dan Scott? you'll never know no i'll be home in like four minutes um so i'm good i am i have a a new baby um so i am thank you i know i've gotten pregnant and birthed a whole human since the last time i talked to you guys um (laughs) (laughs) but i i i sometimes pump and drive so this is way safer than that (laughs) wow (laughs) well 
Good. Well, congratulations. That's amazing. Thanks. That's amazing Thank news. You. So what did, did, I mean, did you go with Simon or, or Dom for the name? Well, I have a girl. I have two girls, actually. That shouldn't uh, matter. That shouldn't so, matter. <laughs> Simone or Dominique. Yeah, Dominique or Simone. I, uh, that's true. That's true. No, I named her Emerson, which actually is kind of a boy's name. So um, I get that all the time. Oh, that's, that's a lovely that's name. A lo- that's oh, a lovely I like name. It. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it's great. It's great to have you back. You have wonderful, clari- wonderful clarity, com- considering you're driving right now. Like, as in the oh, that's good. Yeah, and as Dom knows, I'm all about the audio quality. It drives me insane when our mean, audio is not good. We even had a conversation about it before this episode. <laughs> <laughs> You'll notice that Dominic is much closer to his microphone than usual. I got told off. <laughs> Well, I think it sounds wonderful. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Well, there's we there's so much to discuss here. So much to discuss. But Dom has a question for you to start with. Well, I I have three. So we, we did okay. our, our band questions. Uh I'll go through huh? my mine again just so that you have an idea. Uh okay. and then and then you can do yours. So my band information is related to the episode but yours can be related to anyone we've met up until this point of course because i'm not going to know who you're talking about otherwise um so if you had to start a band with anyone maximum two characters who would it be i picked deb um what would your band name be um our band name would be erotica and uh (laughs) the the rider would include a webcam and wi-fi for every gig so um yeah katie if you were to start a band with any of the main characters or any of the characters who would it be uh well i will also pertain to this episode and i pick um gavin degraw and Haley. nice good choices Uh, um, and uh, i'm really bad at thinking of creative fun band names um i guess we would be the water balloon kids <laughs> excellent and the writer would have to of course include water balloons because that would be so much fun there you go look at that. you could just throw that at your audience just get yeah. them soaked <laughs> <laughs> excellent great choices thank you so much thank you well, what about you simon Oh, I went with um, with Dan and Reverend Carter, and we named the band Lonely Hearts. And on our rider, <laughs> we want some new hearts. We want some hearts for transplanting. That sounds practical. I actually work at a tissue bank. So, um, you know, I have some experience with that. Wow. So, wait... <laughs> Wait, you can't just drop that. What does that mean? So, like, as in, I think I understand what that means, but I'm assuming you don't mean, like, a Kleenex factory. So, tell us more. No. So, like, if you sign up to be an organ donor when you get your license or what have you, you never really... I mean, I've been an organ donor since I was 16 and got my license, but you never really think about, like how that works <laughs> um so i work for a company who um we help people by giving their organs and tissues to other people very wow. cool very cool yeah i i am an organ donor um but it's scary to think about it like that yeah. isn't it 
when when we got our licenses you had to opt in to be an organ donor now automatically you're an organ donor unless you opt out Mm. in the uk interesting i don't know what it is here but my i think my mum was like really upset when i wanted to be an organ donor i think um maybe just maybe she just didn't not that she i think she's an organ donor herself maybe i don't Mm -hmm. know maybe she just hated the thought of you know if if the organs are being given away it's not a good situation is it so yeah yeah Yeah. it's a very personal decision so everybody's entitled to you know their own opinion so yeah yeah i mean if i if if i'm all mangled up (laughs) and they're not going to work for me anymore and they they might work for someone else then yeah let them have it (laughs) that's true yeah Good. Well, go. okay. Okay. <laughs> so, well, should we talk about Dan? It feels like that's the, the right transition from there. Sure. What a starting yeah, point. Yeah, I don't know what you guys have already talked about, but... We've spoken about um, about Brooke um, and just... So Brooke, Neely, Q, um, a tiny bit of, of mouth, but not really a lot, and... Okay. A tiny bit of Peyton as well, and that's kind of it. Yeah. Okay. So on the table is mainly Peyton, Mouth, and Millie, uh, Dan, and Lucas. Lucas. Yeah. But obviously, we can talk about other other pieces as well. But I so said our boy Dan is he 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 ha- he's transitioned into having some of just the best humor, dark humor, comedy lines. And yeah, I have to wonder if it's him doing it, like as in. If they're now writing to Paul, knowing that Paul can deliver that those kind of lines, or if there was mm-hmm. a different actor in it, whether it would be as funny. I mean, what what do you think, Katie? No, I think Paul Johansson makes the character, and I think if if it was somebody else, they probably it wouldn't come out the same. I think. Um, yeah, I think he does a really good job. Like he, he, ha- I think I said in my very first episode that he was my favorite character. So, yeah. He's the best. He's the best. Uh, and Dom, I can see you chuckling during the watch along at some of his things, just saying how selfish the Reverend is and who wants to give him the pillow. And <laughs> yeah, I want to send flowers. My number one, you know, all of these <laughs> things. Uh, I assume you enjoyed his arc until the end of his arc yeah until the arc was his spine over the bonnet of a car um yes yeah he he very much like has a he has an interesting flow in this episode and i love the fact that the flowers that he brings in every day are the same flowers and Mm -hmm. you you see him bring in like two i think but there's like eight on the side so he's been in every day checking on him uh checking on reverend carter and yeah, it starts off very much like, if I kill you, I'm number one on the list. A heart comes in, it's mine. If I get rid of you, you're not a problem for me anymore. And then all of a sudden, Jamie is like, his that redemption moment, isn't it? It's just like, you know, you and he's kind of saying, you could do us all a favor and just, you know, give in. And that could be your time to, like, um, do a good deed and let me, let, let me have the heart kind of thing. Um, I thought it was interesting his name was Howard Carter and I don't know if it's intentional but Howard Carter is, is the is the name of the person that discovered Tutankhamun's tomb 
who like mm-hmm. died of a curse. Uh, like supposedly, like all the people that dug up Tutankhamun's tomb were cursed, and I thought maybe that Dan then getting hit by a car was like a, a link to this curse in some way. I think it was reaching, to be honest. Um, but it was just the fact his name was Howard Carter. I thought, hang on a minute, <laughs> that that's that seems like a an odd choice of name. But maybe it was just generic names they they pulled out of a hat. Um, but yeah, Dan Dan is brilliant as always and and was hilarious and when the nurse gives him the pillow it's like oh my god (laughs) she's an accessory now (laughs) and then katie he gets hit by the car i don't know if you can remember back to your first time watching but do you remember if that was a shock for you i think so yeah um and i couldn't decide whether it was going to be important or not in the next season of who hit him or if it was going to be some no-name person that we never revisited um so i don't know dom what do you think about that that's a really good question i hadn't actually thought about the driver of the car at all um somebody joked that it was dante and then we made a whole joke about it being bear has come back to to (laughs) take, take, take revenge for his friend being killed um I mean, as soon as he stepped backwards off the curb and he was helping those people and he was like, got to be careful on the road. And then he just, it was obvious he was going to get hit. Um, in terms of who hits mm-hmm. him, that'd be really interesting. It'd be really interesting if it was like, um, like Karen <laughs> or Deb <laughs> and she just drives off. Um, I think it's going to be a random, might be a hit and run. They just drive off. I don't yeah. think we're going to see who it is. I think the, the, the key element was the, was the ending with the beeper because it obviously goes off. Um, which I assume means he's there's a heart in waiting for him. So I think they they're going to have mm-hmm. to rush him in, fix him up, and then maybe maybe he gets a new heart in the next episode. I, I think he's going to get one. I think he's going to be fine. We will see. <laughs> we will see. I mean, you guys put a lot of trust and faith in your um, your guest hosts here because i could so easily just ruin literally your entire podcast <laughs> that's you up could. to you though I kate isn't it <laughs> i i won't do it i won't do it but man do you know it'd be tr- so easy to just tell you everything we trust you, our ravens but do you know we also know why people wouldn't do it because everyone is familiar with the name that you know sends shivers up everyone's spine of fear and that is Magdalena. She would find you. <laughs> she would end you. She now knows that you work in a tissue bank and it's not anything to That's do with true. Kleenexes. She's got your number. <laughs> and your number is number one on her hit list. I would never. <laughs> Maybe um, we my, should bring back the, you know, put your well, hand in the Well, I was going to say, most, most of the Ravens have done the oath. So if they... Um, if they break that oath and that's that's it, then we we release the Magdalena. Yes, <laughs> do it, Katie. You're good people. We know you're good people. If, I, I've had I've had fears of this before, actually, of someone just being like you know, like a real lover of like another One Tree Hill podcast. Sorry, let me rephrase: a lesser One Tree Tree Hill podcast, <laughs> and and then just being like, oh, I'm just going to come on and just be like a bloody blur, like particularly around the Jimmy stuff. I mean. I feel there was so much pressure to not <laughs> let that be spoiled. And I'd been mentioning things about weaponry and stuff so long. 
It was like such a thing. And I was so scared that someone was just going to blurt it out. Um, but thankfully... Well, I, I- I, I've always thought it's going to be one of the guests, like as in people that were on the show that would ruin it. Oh yeah, that would screw it up. Yeah, I, I even thought I thought Chad might when we met him. I thought Chad might say something about you know his future in the show or or give something away, and he he didn't. He stuck to a story from a season that we were like like a personal story and then like around a season that we were familiar with that I'm familiar with at least um and who else yeah I I think we're always on edge when Paul's talking because he's like so animated he could just say anything at any time so yeah <laughs> well we need the impression I thought someone did spoil something at one point but you didn't catch it Colin did yeah Colin okay that's what I thought he oh, with spoiled the coming, with the return wasn't it yeah did he was it a return or did he say something about Abby? Abby he said, Brown. He said oh, it was about he, Abby. But he, he said he come he came back for to to do some shooting for an episode or something like that and I hadn't caught on what he was talking about. Yeah, but he said something about Abby as well. Oh yeah, He's, never mm-hmm. never registered what he was <laughs> I don't <Right>. really listen. <laughs> <laughs> you Katie is useless. He's good at watching TV fast and then giving a prediction. Besides that, he just sits in the corner and collects dust. Yeah. <laughs> That's not true. I mean, I'm not it's not far off. <laughs> He's also easy to please though, you know. It's like you know you can a happy you, guy. Yeah, it's an easy pet to have, you know. <laughs> counts for something yeah there you go yeah it's lovable um okay so <laughs> can we talk about Malf and millie katie can you talk to us how do you feel about our boy marvin and his his story in this one well i am not a huge mouth fan <laughs> um never really has been but he's better now than he was before but um I mean, I thought it was interesting. Like, so Steve is the his replacement, right? So they go to give Steve this. I'm guessing the lines on a piece of paper, and he's like, "No, no, no! I got, I got the prompter. I'm good." And then, um, then when the prompter goes out and Mouth takes over, like everybody's like, "Oh my gosh, Mouth! That was amazing!" And it was like, didn't the guy just have a piece of paper they could have given him back, like? <laughs> why why is this such an amazing thing that mouth just did but anyways that's just a a side point but um i mean good for him for standing up for himself and i i am glad that you know he didn't throw lucas under the bus by giving them that footage i think that you know shows that he is a really good friend but he also quit his job without really anything for sure lined up so that's always a kind of a bold move but yeah i thought it was okay he was okay this episode but but that is like a 22 year old kind of thing to do like as in at least that's That's like you can do that reckless stuff when you're young because usually you don't have much responsibilities but um but yeah and you're right they they could have just picked up the paper but i guess the the point was that they're all in such a panic that no one's thinking yeah. log- logically like 
someone probably just trips over the cable or something for the prompt and could have just plugged it back in. But it's also just to show that that guy was <laughs> an unprofessional douchebag. And Dom, I know there's nothing that you, you know, loathe more than an unprofessional douchebag. Oh, absolutely. And he loves himself so much, doesn't he? And it, it uh, Jenna mentioned it when she was on before, but when he, uh, when Millicent, uh, when Millie basically says, oh, he's the better sportscaster and then walks off. I thought it was a, a really good touch, a good moment. And yeah, he's just cocky. There's no need for cockiness. Just be, I think, one of your favourite words, Simon, just be humble about it. Just, you know, just be normal. Do I say that a lot? Do I say about being humble? You say uh, humble so much. <laughs> do I? Are you joking? Oh, all the time. Do I say? No, no, I promise you. I, we could probably... Can you, um, can you give an example? You say it all the time. So humble. You honestly, you, you say it all the time. You say the word humble a lot. What? I'm going to count. I'm going to go back over all the seasons and count how many times you said humble. What about me telling? <laughs> That's a lot of work. Yeah, I don't believe you. Um, are you are you saying about me saying, "Come on, be humble," or about oh, that was a humble move, or just generally just humming around the word humble? But both that you say, be humble. Um, uh, he, they're humble and you also say I'm so humbled by th- this whole situation you say humble a lot you do and um, people, people people vouch for this in discord wherever <laughs> comment everywhere I want comments how many times does Simon say humble he says it a lot doesn't he you agree with me yes thank you good well done let's move on <laughs> Kate, Katie what does Dom say a lot of <laughs> it's not oh I don't know not a bad thing, Simon. Just be humble with it. I, <laughs> I can't think of anything, honestly. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you something. I feel I've changed the way that Dom speaks because I there used to be a time when I used to have to edit. I used to edit the podcast properly. No, that's not right. We ed- I used to edit, right? And sometimes you can see on the waveform. So when you're editing, you can, you know, you can see like the sound. And Dom used to do a thing where before he started his sentences, did you know this, Dom? That what am I going to say? Is it like a it's like a tick like that? Yeah, like, that? like yeah. the 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 tongue. His tongue would start at the roof of his mouth and then come like unhinge and would make a noise like a noise but just like i'd be like so don what's your prediction for that well i think bloody bloody blah and so i used to if i could see it i'd just knock it out um he never does it you never do it anymore is that a self-conscious thing from podcasting i i guess so you fixed me (laughs) (laughs) and i'm so humble about it I have never noticed that. I mean, I guess you've edited them all out at this point. Yes. Is there something you say a lot, <laughs> Katie? Like, do you feel like there's certain words that you overuse? I don't know. I don't know if it's an overuse, but I'm definitely going to be paying attention to my tongue on the roof of my mouth now the rest of the time here. But um, my dad told me I say gotcha a lot. Like, some they'll be like, um, I'll ask somebody, you know, what are you doing tonight? And they'll say they're doing whatever. And I say, oh, gotcha. Like, I apparently say that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We've all got our quirks. It's nothing to be yeah. ashamed of. 
Simon, saying, yeah. saying the humble thing wasn't a bad thing, Simon. I wasn't criticising. No, just so you know. It wasn't very humble of you, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, excellent. I'm glad we cleared all of that up. So, right. Okay, so Mouth saves the day, gets the round of applause, and then for, for my final act, or finishing act, my finale, some one of those words, now I'm going to disappear, I quit. Did I make that up? Did he say that? I thought he just turned around and said, I quit. Yeah, I think so. Why am I? Did I just making it up? I'm fan fictioning. Uh, I think they all go, oh, well done. That was great. That was amazing. He's like, yeah, thanks very much. And then he looks at them and is like, I quit, and just walks out. No, I'm sure he says, and for my final act. I feel like you're thinking act, of something else. Yeah, for my final act. I, I think he does say that, but he doesn't say anything about disappearing. Okay, for my final act, for my next act, I quit. Something like that. Someone will tell us in the comments, please. Someone will tell us. Um, it's very similar to... Are you a fan of The Office, KE? I am. Excellent. As we all are in this Zoom. Uh, it's, it's similar to when Michael quits. When uh, David Wallace says, you know, um, we're going to have your party. I'll be in attendance. We'll get your figs, etc., etc., etc. And then he's just like... I quit and then leaves. You'll never know how high I could fly. <laughs> Something what like that. What a great moment. It I was... definitely prefer Michael Scott to mouth, so. <laughs> Who would have thought they would ever be in comparison? <laughs> <laughs> but do you prefer date Mike or prison Mike? Hmm. Prison Mike. Ooh. Got ya. It's too funny. Dom, prison mic or date mic? Um, nice to meet me. It's hard. It's hard to pick. You'll be the <laughs> belle of the ball. <laughs> I think prison mic as well. <laughs> the belle of the ball. You have to. The Dementors. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Are, are you the same, prison mic? Yeah, I do enjoy Date Mike as well, though. Nice to meet me. It's so good. So good. God, <laughs> God bless you, Steve Carell. Well, okay, good. Any predictions for Mouth Dom? Um, I can't imagine Mouth leaving and going to Ohio. Omaha. Wait, Katie, he did have, he has the Omaha job to go to. I mean, he could have given him a call first. But is it to check for this. sure? I feel like, yeah. I was gonna say, I feel like he passed on it already. They probably have hired somebody else. Yeah, that's true. But not often you get a python like that. You know, they might just be holding out. <laughs> right. <laughs> With Dom, do you have a bit? So you don't, you don't think he's going to Omaha? Uh, is it Omaha or Ohio? Where do they go? Is it Omaha? Uh, Omaha. Omaha. I, Omaha. I'm, I'm not sure he'll go. I I think they're going to plan to go, and that's going to be the big, you know, unless he's gone for season six and comes back season seven. Um, but I I just don't know. It's hard. It's hard when you're at the finale because if if we were, if we get to episode one of season six and we've had this massive time jump again, I'm going to be really pissed off. But we're going to need to see Dan have some sort of medical. You know, well, a uh, heart operation, uh, transplant. So 
I think that's going to happen even in the next episode or the one after. So I, I'm pretty sure that we're going to start where we left off. I don't, I'm not necessarily convinced Mouth is going to go right now. I, I think they might plead with him to stay, to be like an anchor. We've got rid of Steve, please stay, please stay. And it will mean that him and Millie can stay in Tree Hill. There's also a small percentage of me thinking maybe, maybe they do go. I don't know. I'm going to stick with the, the they stick around. I'm going to I'm going to go with that that they stay. They don't quite, they don't make it. And Katie, if you'd like to go inside, we we will just talk amongst <laughs> ourselves for a second so that you can be in the safety of your home. No, if my 2-year-old sees me then it's all over. So <laughs> I will enjoy my time out here. <laughs> If anything, you're going to stay out there for a few more hours if you can after the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Just get a pizza delivered to the car. Go pick one up. Enjoy your life. I get it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, my husband has already texted me uh, asking if he should give the baby a bottle. And I'm like, you figure it out. <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs> you do what you got to do. <laughs> this is not my responsibility right now. Nope. Okay, well, what about our boy Lucas? And Katie, can you remind us, are you pro-Lucas in general? Not really. <laughs> I don't dislike Lucas, but I much prefer Nathan. Is it that Lucas is just literally such a great person and so good looking it just puts you off of him is that is it what is it something like that he's just too good that you would rather someone more damaged like Nathan no it's not (laughs) I think he's um he's just kind of annoying I don't know maybe that's just me but um, also, my husband kind of looks like Nathan, so I definitely prefer that. Fair, fair. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, Lucas in this episode, I mean, at least he's realizing he was a shithead to Peyton, but, um, yeah, not a fan. I mean, a shithead with a mohawk on his head. That was a good reveal, Dom, right? Yeah, it was a good moment, and Jamie kind of going, whoa, <laughs> like when the, when the pillow is like, your breath stinks, and then whoa, I was like, his breath always stinks, don't worry about that, Jamie, um, that's just rotting teeth, um, <laughs> not really, he smells perfect in real life um he does but yeah i, th- I thought it was quite surprising i i'm 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 also glad that they got rid of it in the same episode so that like mm-hmm. his Mo- mohawk is there and Haley comes around and is like you look ridiculous let's get rid of this um let's let's sort you out because you know I, I don't think you even know what day it is that's how drunk you've been lately so yeah it's good I think I think that it's a good reveal it's it's quite funny Jamie wants to kind of emulate his uncle a little bit um uh and yeah it's a funny moment that that whole scene with Nathan kind of opening the door um and being like what it smells like is it like it smells like a house in here or something like that? Is what he says, mm-hmm. and it's just like disgusting. Open a window, sort yourself out. Jamie, go and get him a bottle of water. Let's sober him up a bit. And um, yeah, his whole scene with him at the bar at the beginning, and the dogs there randomly drinking with him, and apparently his dog, according to people in the watch along, which is uh, good. I think it was Magdalena that said that. 
of course. Um, and yeah, I thought it was it was good. It was pretty decent. Those scenes are, are, are quite good with Lucas. It's when we we have him with Brooke and Peyton that I just think, oh, I'm just a, yeah, it's a bit dull, a bit bored of you now. Like I'd much rather see you, you know, help Nathan out or be on the river court or do something like that or see mouth or see skills rather than, you know, ever talk to Peyton again. <laughs> <laughs> Was it necessary to have Lindsay come there? No. Like, annoyingly, the, like, the phone conversation that he has at the end is going to be Peyton. I, I'm almost... Uh, I'm 99.999999% positive it's Peyton that he phones. Can you just paint that picture for people that can't haven't rewatched the episode or can't remember? When you say the phone call, can you just paint the picture of how that was set up? So he goes to the airport. He's gone to see Peyton. He's seen Brooke. He's seen Lindsay. So he's seen the the the, the Holy Trinity, and he <laughs> then goes to the airport. He decides he's going to go away for a bit. And it's funny that on his map thing with the license plates, Nevada was the one that had fallen off, and he puts mm. it back on. And he that's he decides that he's going to go to Vegas or whatever. So um, he's at the airport sitting you know, making himself comfortable in the airport and being a nuisance, um, taking up a couple of seats. I thought it was quite, inappropriate, you know, quite unfair. There might be other passengers that want to sit down and he's sitting like in the middle of a four-seater thing. Very, yeah. very like unfair of him. Um, and he picks up his phone, makes a phone call to a someone and we see Brooke, Lindsay and Peyton all kind of pick up the phone at the same time. And he says do you want to come to Vegas? I mean, I've got two tickets to Vegas. Do you want to, do you want to get married today, tonight? And then it stops there for him. That's it. That's his ending. Um, and, and it's, he's not going to phone Brooke. No chance. He's not going to phone Lindsay. You know, that ship has sailed, I think now. And, um, it's, it's almost certainly Peyton. I I thought Lindsay was going to tell him she was pregnant. That would have been a great twist because she's on the phone to someone and the, the person says have you told him yet and she's like no I'll, I'll call you later and then phones him to say oh i'm not seeing someone else and so on and so forth so she's then given him this information so we're we're kind of led to believe i think that he's then phoned her and said well i do love you let's go and get married but i think he's phoned Peyton. We, well. so what are Brooke and Lindsay's conversations then what are who are they picking up the phone to Oh, really question. good question. Good question. I'm glad you're here because I wouldn't have asked that. So that's that's a good question. <laughs> wow. Be humble though about it. Don't get don't get big headed. Be stay humble. <laughs> Doctor Copeland has found Brooke, and Haley has found Lindsay. About what? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Um, probably to say, you know, bye, we were friends, but Lucas is my friend, so we can't be friends. Um, and Dr. Copeland, you know, trying it on with Brooke. Now she's, you know, grieving a little bit because her child's been taken away. It wasn't her child, but, you know, a child. She's got more time on her hands now. You know, she's free. She hasn't got a baby. She's yeah, free. yeah. Yeah. You go know, to the and cinema, go bowling, mini golf, you know. Yeah, I, I I can't figure out his age. I think he does. He is he does he seem early thirties? 
He's a good 10 years older than Brooke, supposedly, because she's 22. When you think about that, right? I mean, obviously, a married man, etc., etc. But just hypothetically, as like a 35-year-old, the last thing on earth I'd want to do is spend time with a 22-year-old <laughs> or anyone in their 20s. Like, even a 28-year-old, I'm not just, That's I don't even fair. want to talk to you. Like, I only want people my age and older to, to converse with. You know, Marine basically causes a problem for me on Watch Along sometimes. You know, it's like, you're too young. You don't understand anything about life. No, it's not true. <laughs> it's not true. It's not true. People have varied experiences at their, at, di- at different ages. But, uh, yeah, it's crazy to me. Like, Leonardo DiCaprio, I don't understand you. I'm a big admirer of your work, but... Dom, don't make the face. Like, as if I'm breaking that news. Like, no, I'm the first no. one to say that. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing. Like, that was my cringing at him. He's got a threshold, hasn't he? To, like, you get to 26 it's and you're weird. <laughs> yeah, it's odd. Real the, weird. The older he gets, the creepier that is. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Good. Well, I'm glad we I mean, stopped. the women are making that choice to be with him, so... It's kind of on them, too. True. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I get that vibe from Dr. Copeland, that he's a bit older, and then, yeah, he's choosing to spend his time with a 22, maybe nearly 23-year-old, which I find odd. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, <laughs> who who else is left to to discuss? Are we really? Peyton. Have we really talking about Haley as well? Oh yeah, Peyton. Okay. Oh, so did you notice, Dom, that a couple times it's mentioned that Mia has spoken about someone on the tour that knew Ellie? It's mentioned twice. Yes. Is there anything around that? No Any thoughts around that. It kind of just went over my head. I thought. I thought it was just a plot to bring her back because they mentioned it in the last episode, didn't they? A, as well, a plot to bring Ellie back. No, to. Be- <laughs> what do you know? What secrets of the universe are you holding? <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Imagine she didn't know it was all a con, <laughs> just to get away from Peyton. <laughs> this one's Peyton for Te- this one's for Tessa. It's like when Frank went to Spain. <laughs> <laughs> Good old EastEnders. <laughs> That's a British soap opera reference. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, I don't know that one. I, I I don't know what the what the connection is. Ah, uh, unless we find her birth dad. Have we found him already? We where haven't come across Where her. the hell is Larry in all of this? Larry Seriously. does not give a shit about Peter, not one bit. <laughs> Katie, yeah. were you a fan of, of Larry or Larry too, at least, Kevin Kilner? Yeah, I, d- I was. But, I mean, I first watched this when I was a teenager, so I didn't really think anything of why the parents weren't there because every single teen show is that way pretty much. Um, but yeah, it is kind of strange that he's not there for all of this. So, um, but I did like him, both of them. 
<laughs> he's maybe the only example of a more absentee parent than Haley is though <laughs> and to Hayley. be fair we've never met Brooke's parents either oh no or Brooke's mum of course um, yeah who, she, Victoria hasn't been around for a while actually saying that good few episodes or she got fired didn't she yeah 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 so yeah, she's got she's... no reason mm-hmm. to interfere so she's kind of interfering from a distance, isn't she? Because she interfered with the whole adoption episode. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Will we see her again? Oh, yeah, I think so. I think she's going to be come back with all sorts of force. She doesn't want... Like, Brooke, Brooke now has this, like, time and needs to move the business forward and whatever, and she's, she's going to mess something up and her mum's going to be there to kind of watch her fail i guess (laughs) at some point or wants her to fail to go to prove that she's still needed um it'll be interesting if we ever meet her dad i wonder if he's just absent forever because like we haven't ever met him so i wonder if he was just someone that's talked about that we never that we'll never ever see that'll be interesting are you interested would you be in yeah we will see would you be interested in meeting her dad yeah i think so because it will show like the other half of the parenting so we know that the mum's a a a complete bitch like totally controlling and and horrendous but also hilarious so it'd be interesting to see like the kind of rich absentee father who has gone off and you know run businesses and you know do it doing whatever he does um that kind of has no time for brooke like suddenly have maybe trying to form some sort of relationship with her i think that would be interesting well as katie <laughs> said we will see katie what did you think of uh of Haley's new song I liked it. Uh, when I, I remember when I was in high school watching this, I think I had this song on my iPod <laughs> back when iPods were a thing, but I liked it. Do you guys like it? Dom? It, it was the first time I'd ever heard it, but yeah, it seemed okay. It was all right, yeah. I liked it. I I like it when it gets going. I don't necessarily like the... Da-da, da-da. but when we get past that it's lovely but there's so many good songs in this episode it's going to be difficult to make the choice that i think there there is one obvious winner of course but (laughs) (laughs) um do you want to talk about any of the characters you you didn't really get to talk about katie you know like like brooke or uh you know nathan and q I think they were probably my favorite storyline of this series or of this episode um, was Nathan and Jamie and Q um, and just trying to figure out the, the basketball situation and then how it relates to Jamie's pool situation um, I thought was really adorable, especially after you know, Q taunts Nathan and says, you're just scared. And Nathan says he's not. And then Jamie admits to him that he's scared to get in the pool. It was super cheesy, but I thought it was also equally adorable. Um, and then facing his fears and getting back in the pool was, was cute as well. 
Yeah, definitely. There was, there was, yeah, that was some of the best writing, I think. And uh, I always find when we're around basketball in One Tree Hill, I feel like, oh, yes, this is what I love about the show. It's not as in just the basketball, but the relationship to the characters, the basketball. I feel like that's kind of the essence or how I feel the essence of the show. And I just wish they'd lean into it a little bit further. And so something like Friday Night Lights, where... Have you seen that, Katie? I have, and I'm re-watching it um, along with uh, Total Betty. Excellent. Yeah, I forgot. Wait, what is... uh... Is it watching Friday not Friday? What what is it called? No, no, no. Talking no, Texas Forever. Talking Texas Sorry. Forever. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's perfect. Well, yes, for any Friday Night Lights fans out there, check out Total Betty's podcast, Talking Texas Forever. They kill it over there. I just saw that they were on they got to ask a question to oh, I've forgotten her name. The actress that played Marissa in the OC. Yeah, yeah, I haven't listened to that one yet, but um but yeah. They what's, did. what's her name? What's her name? Misha Barton. Yes. Yes. It was really cool. So yeah, so go check them out, Total Bay. They're awesome. <laughs> um but Dom, you haven't seen Friday Night Lights, have you? No, I have not. I think you'd enjoy it's it. It's so but, good. But they they focus a lot it's on American football and they focus a lot on the American football and it sort of stays as like a almost like it's a character in the show itself. And One Tree Hill has that with basketball. I just sometimes wish that they had stuck with that a little bit, but maybe that's just me. Is it just me? Do you guys enjoy the basketball in the show? I I enjoyed the basketball. It's just not enough of it, is there, at all, really. I think season one, there's there's like a decent amount, and then it kind of peters off a bit. Um, Bring back Whitey, that's all I say. Hashtag bring back I think they were trying to compete with like the OC and Gossip Girl and stuff, which there are no sports on those. That's my guess as they were trying to compete. But Friday Night Lights, I mean, it's also common like a Texas town being obsessed with football is actually not far from the truth. So it, it makes sense. Um, and yeah, it's a really good show. Excellent. Well, okay. Well, we're getting near that time. So let's, we need to debate all of the things. So let's move over into judgments. If there's anything that we didn't hit, then I'm sure we'll be able to find it when we get into judgment land. But before we get there, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. And how could you not? Like for real, how could you have not enjoyed this? Then check us out, ravenshoops.net. Why, Dom? Because basketballs go through hoops. But, Katie, they also go through nets. Ravenshoops.net. Katie, who is your favorite performer of this episode? James Lafferty. Um, Just from what I said before, I just liked his storyline the most and thought he did a really good job. He overcome his adversity. The dunk was amazing. I liked when he dunked and then he was like looking at his arm and his hand like, oh my God, like I have, <laughs> I have superpowers. My um, powers are back. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Dom? 
Um, it, it was between a, a, like a few of them. Uh, James was definitely on the list, but I actually went with Robbie Jones. First time he's he's getting that mention. This is uh, the turning point for me. Uh, his acting seems to have improved. And when he's not playing like sullen, miserable, teenage dickhead, he's actually pretty good at uh, acting. So yeah, he did a good job in this one. And what about you, Simon? Well, also, Robbie Jones. I thought he was amazing. Mm. It was my favourite stuff with the... It's easier to have your dream taken away than it is to, you know, try and, and maybe fail. And, you know, oh, where's your crossover, Nate? Mr. All-American? You know, all of that stuff. So good. I love all of that. It, very, <laughs> it reminds me a bit of... Um, have you guys seen Hustle, the new Adam Sandler movie? No, oh, it's so good. Like, and it's not—it's not what you'd think. It's not a typical Adam Sandler movie. Dom doesn't trust me anymore because of Uncut Gems. But this, honestly, oh, is his best movie. Like, as in all round, this is his best movie. I think anyone would probably say it. It's on Netflix. Dom, will you watch it? I'll, I'll watch it, but you said Uncut Gems was Oscar worthy, and it was the biggest piece of shit I've ever seen. Honestly, that it was is awful. an exaggeration. <laughs> that it's it, not it an exaggeration. You said it, was, it went through awards. You said he should get an Oscar for it, and that should or nomination. be his Oscar nomination. You said, you said he should win. No, I didn't. I said nomination. Dreadful, no, dreadful wasn't. film. It was so bad, so bad, and badly acted as well. You are just a spiteful young man tonight. Get back in your corner. <laughs> and don't make me get it out. The ball Let the gag. Dust. <laughs> yeah. The dust gather. <laughs> I'm sorry, Katie, about his behaviour. Don, will you apologise to Katie, please, for your obscene behaviour? <laughs> Katie, I'm so sorry. I won't do it again. Katie, I accept, thank you. You didn't have to accept... You did not have. It's great. That's humble and gracious of you to do that, but you did not have to do that. He's behaved very poorly tonight. He has. He has. That's all right. <laughs> Just do better, Dom. I will do better. And Katie, speaking of doing better, who was the better or best character in this episode for you? Nathan. Doubling up. Same. Yeah, same reasons as what I've already said. Great. Dom? Uh, I'm going to double up with myself again and go with Q. I thought Q had a a really good episode. And yeah, like I said, Turning Point, I actually quite liked him. Uh, He was funny, good, like gave good challenge. And also when Nathan does seem to have his powers back, he just looks amazed um and it was yeah i think it was really well done and well put together so yeah q and what about you mate? did you already make predictions for q and nathan did i miss that no yeah uh, what are no, your, your predictions Dom? um i don't know like there's there's a lot of talk of nba again for nathan like what team are you going to be in when you get in the NBA? And he's like basically sets the record straight for Jamie, doesn't he? And says, you know, it's it's not likely that that's going to happen. And um, oh, Q keeps calling this your comeback, and it's like it's not a comeback. And um, I, I think I, I talk. I think I mentioned I talked to you about other leagues. Like there are other leagues. What what else could he join? I know there's a lot of uh, like other leagues that he you know could make money out of potentially, but. Um, 
maybe they'll both join the same NBA team. I, I mean, Q has to go to college first, I assume. But LeBron went straight to the league. Well, there you go. So maybe they'll both get picked up by the same team because they'll be a good combo together. Mm. <laughs> okay, we'll see. We'll see. I, we'll I j- see. I, I'd actually quite like Whitey to come back in season six because we know Lucas is banned for 10 games. How brilliant would it be if Whitey would fill in for those 10 games and win it and be like, now I've got two state championships or whatever. Like, fuck you, Lucas. (laughs) (laughs) That would be perfect. Yeah. But I would love to see Whitey reappear in season six because we haven't seen him at all in season five. So it would be nice to have him back. I think we... We saw him. He was there in the first episode, wasn't he? We did we like the flashbacks to seeing Lucas be his assistant. I think that was at the uh, beginning. Of, that was at the beginning of season five. But yeah, yeah. But we don't have like proper whitey Pre- time. No present whitey time. That's flashback whitey time. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Well, you didn't ask me, but mine is. Um, is I, I did. Did you? I, I did. We'll what go back I and say? listen to it. Well, what did I say? You didn't because Katie interrupted. asked me a question. So, Katie, it's your fault. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm going to need you to apologise to Dom. <laughs> I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's quite it will right, never Katie. happen again. I'm, I'm going to need you to be on better behavior next time, but it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I so promise. Bad. Okay. Do we believe her? We do. Okay. I, I believe Katie, yeah. Okay. Okay. One of us does then. Good. Okay. Well, the- <laughs> I'm going to. I wanted to say Q as well, but just to mix it up, I was tossing and turning between him and mouth because mouth had great character moments here and uh mm-hmm. so I'm gonna, i'll go with mouth nice what about your favorite background performer one line or less uh reverend carter of course yeah good choice good choice <laughs> how about you guys so i didn't pick reverend carter I decided to go for the two old fellas. I put actually put two old fellas uh, playing chess that got water ballooned, and uh, you know you would have thought that would have set off some sort of reaction, but it didn't. They seemed okay with it. But yeah, I picked them. What was that to signify? Would like that people weren't reacting to the water balloons? Was that to signify that it wasn't actually happening? That this was happening in Peyton's mind? No, I think they were reacting. They they all were reacting. It was just it was just Millie who wasn't reacting to like the first three, and then when the last one lands at her, she does react. She looks up and shakes her head. Right. So okay. like the, like when like what I meant is like the I thought the old boys like one of them would have a heart attack or something, but they they were just pissed off that their chess game was ruined, um, right, and right, then they carry right, on. But right. but pe- people were reacting, just not not like you would expect, I suppose. Yeah yeah yeah. Okay okay. Um, I went with Chad's dog oh nice <laughs> didn't have any lines didn't so have, yeah. didn't have any lines <laughs> yeah. uh what about your favorite line of the episode um that's a hard one um probably when Steve 
says the I'm say your name and then he like makes this face like what did I just say <laughs> I thought that was funny that's a good moment that's a good moment Dom can I go first because you've stolen my answers all the way through let me get one out please, please. go 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 yeah please you do. won't you won't choose this anyway it's too sentimental I think I oh, like no, I've, I've picked a sentimental one this time oh boy Oh, boy. <laughs> I I liked Nathan saying um, there's no answers in the darkness or the darkness has no answers oh, I should have written it down which way around was it <laughs> the darkness has no answers you can't I think so yeah that what was yours Dom I thought about that one I thought that was a good one and I, I wrote it down but I deleted it um, because I decided to go with ha- like half of what Haley says um, when she says um, to Lucas, you know, that rom- romantic notion that all the garbage and the pain is really healing and beautiful and sort of poetic. It's not. It's just garbage and it's pain. Um, it goes on for a bit longer, but I decided that that bit was the best bit. So, I that. Yeah, that is a good line. I like that one. Mm. And your favorite song, Katie? Kevin DeGraw, I don't want to be. Does that count? Since De- it was technically in the episode? Of definitely, course. It definitely counts. Definitely. Absolutely. Dom, lots Simon, of music. Simon, how about you? Oh, straight. Okay, Katie, running things. Let's go. <laughs> Colonel's in town. You wanted town. to be first, so. <laughs> the, the general's here. <laughs> well, do you know what the problem is? Is Katie, you also took mine. Because, of course, it's going to be, oh, I no. don't want to. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> we can have that. We can have that. As long as if Dom chooses it, that's it. It's that's it's all gone wrong but you and i that's fine i yeah it's classic i love it he's got a great voice um i know that dom is gonna have a plethora to choose from because he will know all of these music people in this episode i think so dom enlighten us well initially again gavin DeGraw made it on the list because i thought you know it's nice to have him back you know he's not you know they've not played his song this entire season or for season four, I don't think, as well. But I actually picked um, a song called A Man I'll Never Be, which is by Boston, uh, which was played um, kind of when um, What's-Her-Face Brooke is giving Angie away and all of that, that kind of like montage scene. Loads of stuff is happening, but that song was, was played like pretty much all the way through. Great track. So yeah, I picked that one. Excellent. And then last but not least is the precious precious rating katie did you have a number in mind before we started this conversation yes and it has stayed the same straight in she knows she knows the drill she doesn't even want the question (laughs) dom i have a number i'm i'm stuck between two i'm really stuck between two numbers what about you, Simon? Have you got a number? Yes, and I, I'm it... pretty good with it. Yeah, it's been there. You're happy with it's it? It's been there, okay. yeah. And so we have Jenna's number as well that we'll reveal to you afterwards. So we'll say them after three. One, two, three, eight. 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 Oh, I don't think this that? has ever happened. <laughs> 
Jenna was also an eight. Oh, wow. I think you're right. I think that is the first time that we've all been at the same number, including, you know, previous Ravens that were on earlier in the episode. Hmm. There you go. I mean, I was. Well, that makes was, it easy. <laughs> I, I was, I was toying with a seven, and I thought there's, there's, there's good stuff in this episode that that pushes it higher than a seven. Um, there's, there's some stuff in the episode that makes you think it, like, without the good stuff, it would definitely be like seven or six. But yeah, there was a lot of good stuff, and Dan getting hit by the car, um, like, who, who is Lucas on the phone to? A bit of a cliffhanger there. I mean, it's obviously Peyton. Um, uh, I remember Matt- the first time I saw this episode, I wanted it so badly to be Brooke, and I thought it was Peyton. So that was, and I had to wait the whole uh, between seasons to watch it. So wow. yeah, I was I was a big Brooke and Lucas fan. <laughs> nice. Well, I've only got five more minutes to wait, and I'll get to find <laughs> out. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah. that, that's what, yeah, but I, I have no idea. But yeah, oh, it's good that we all picked eight. Well done, everyone. Easy. That's easy money. That's a swish right there. (laughs) Well, Katie, thank you so much for coming on, for coming back. Congratulations on on your child. That is awesome. Thanks. We expect you to, you know, have another one the next time we see you. That's like the new quota. You need to have a new child for every episode that you're on. Oh, man, I don't know about that. (laughs) You you have to have another... Another four kids. <laughs> oh, what if I'm like on season six, episode four? I don't, I don't remember what one I'm on, but uh, I don't think that can be done in that amount of time. That's that's fair. We'll get a puppy then, or something like you know. We, just, we need something new. We need you to have okay, something okay. that's going to just add responsibility and make you more tired, like every time. <laughs> It's so harsh. Yeah, I don't know if he could get there at this point. Pretty tired. <laughs> no, I he- I hear you. It must okay. be there must be some long nights. Oh, is Dom right, K- checking when you're on this? Katie, I just checked, and you're on episode thirteen. So okay. you've got you've got still some work not enough to do. time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, in all seriousness thank you for joining us thank you for your support uh it's so lovely to speak with you i love that you can help take charge and rein dom in he needs controlling he does get out of control uh yeah it's great to speak with you and uh yeah thank you for being on you with as well. us thanks for having me i appreciate it yeah thank you so much for joining us again and and all your support is brilliant i'm so pleased you got to come back on and join for a finale and do the ratings with us as well and yeah, yeah you're brilliant as always like you have been every other time so yeah look forward to seeing episode 13 of season six thank you but but wait before you actually get to get out of your car where we can actually <laughs> we actually saw the sun set behind you you are now in the dark <laughs> How- it is, the sun does set uh, right behind me so that's perfect <laughs> it was it was lovely for us to to experience that because the sun set here about like eight hours ago so yeah <laughs> <laughs> but what do you want what what voice what impression how do you want don to perform for the outro have you guys seen the new knives out movie the glass onion yes uh daniel craig's accent i don't even know what it is but it is uh (laughs) it's an interesting one so have you seen dom have you seen it i've seen a bit of it 
it's Benoit something, isn't it? Is his name, Mr. Blanc. Ben, Benoit Blanc, that's it. Benoit Blanc. I'm trying to figure it out. Is he like a bit Louisiana-y? Is yeah, kind of something that, like that, that. Sort of area. See if I can... It's a good film. <laughs> it's really the long. The first one it? was like better. T- it's two but... hours and 20 minutes, isn't it? Yeah. I'm not sure I've got time for that, Simon. I've got TV with, shows to watch. With two kids, I it took us four sittings to watch that wow. movie. <laughs> I, I watched six seasons. Well, I'm up to date with 911 <laughs> in two weeks. Um, oh, my goodness. Just, my life is pathetic. Just so. <laughs> um, That's not true. Daniel Craig's accent isn't that great in it, so I'm going to be just mm. as bad as him. Yeah. That's my caveat there. Um, <laughs> I, I can't even get it in my head. Louisiana, right? We're going to do Ravens on three. Oh, you ready? Yeah. <laughs> it always makes it like, yeah. Okay, here we go. The Ravens one. Uh-huh. And two. Yeah. And um, the three. <laughs> Ravens. Uh, Ravens. Kate, you did not say it. You're not leaving till you say it. I was listening. I was listening. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That works. We accept it. We accept it. 